Hello, Jay here. If I could ask, could you give us a little five-star rate in Apple Podcasts? Go on, please. It won't take long. You can just do it now. That'd be lovely. And share the podcast. Tell your friends. Appreciate it. And on today's show, I'm talking to the truly awesome Mila Budiato, who set up the Phuket Women's Peer Support Group. Indonesian Mila arrived in Phuket 10 years ago to train Muay Thai and fell in love with Phuket. In this special episode, Mila talks openly about mental health and why she set up the Phuket Women's Peer Support Group. She talks candidly about her own experiences with trauma and talks about trigger warnings for sexual assault, depression and self-harm. Mila has organised mental health talks with the next one being on the 3rd of December at Head Start International School. Mila is a beautiful person and truly, truly awesome. I really enjoyed this chat. Just on a side note, but a very important note, if you're suffering with any mental health issues, worried about life, feeling down, depressed, or just feel overwhelmed or anxious, then please reach out to someone. There are many of us out there that need to talk. And with groups like the Phuket Women's Peer Support Group, you have people who you can talk to that will understand, listen, and are there to help. It's not a bad thing to ask for help or even just talk. And yes, it's easy for people like me to say it and I do 100% understand. Trust me, I have been there. In fact, I'm there every day so I know how you feel. But do it. Talk to someone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. M- Mila. Mila, yes. Mila. It's a lovely name. Thank um, you. How long have you been in Phuket for? I've been here for about 10 years now. Okay. And where are you from originally? I'm from Indonesia. Okay. And what was it that brought you here to Phuket? Well, the first time I came to Phuket was to train Muay Thai. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that was 10 years ago. Right. Um, and I, now you're a fighter for the UFC. Yes, and I am. And you've won the Women's Bantamweight Championship. Exactly. I just won that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. I wish. But, okay, why did you want to come and train Muay Thai? Um, you know, I, I, I was in the U.S. before. I studied in the U.S. I earned my bachelor's and master's degree and back in, in the in u.s what, sorry? um for my bachelor's degree i did biological sciences okay. and a minor in business administration nice um for my master's in environmental planning and management okay so it's just totally out of the blue it's just you know random and um i watch a lot of usc ufc back then that's you know more than 10 years ago and I saw Anderson Silva. I love Anderson Silva. And, you know, he just lost uh, um, the, boxing. The real fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, that yeah, one. That's, yeah. Yes. But, yeah, I, I watched Anderson Silva, and he was doing this flying knee. It was so beautiful. And I said, what was that? And then, you know, he kept on talking about, oh, this is Muay Thai. And I said, wow, it's beautiful. I want to learn Muay Thai. So, you know... I thought, hey, you know, if you if I really want to train Muay Thai, I should go to Thailand. So I decided I was looking for gyms in uh, Bangkok or Phuket and Chiang Mai, and I was like, I've always wanted to go to Phuket. So I came here. So ten years ago, ten you years ago, on the shores just to do Muay Thai. Just to do Muay Thai. Yes, I trained for five weeks in um, Rawai Muay Thai. Yep. Yeah, so I trained there for five weeks, and then I fell in love with um, the people, the food, and Muay Thai, of course. And I did fall in love with a man, so... It happens. Yeah, my trainer. So, yeah. No way, really? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, let's not get into that. Um, First of all, I should apologize. Russell isn't here right now. He may come halfway through the show, but I'm not sure because he's getting his car fixed, bless him. Now, let's explain what you're doing here. And this is going to be a slightly different from our normal podcast. Okay. Um, 
only because I want to talk a little bit more about the subject that we've been talking about off air. Cool. So you came and contacted me after we did the podcast with Hélène about the mental health because you didn't realise that there was other people in that industry within Phuket. Exactly, Especially yes. being as, as a child psychologist. Yes, especially. Um, so just explain, what do you do right now? Um, well, I am the founder and co-facilitator for the Phuket Women's Peer Support Group for Emotional and Mental Health. Um, we just actually, I just started this back in January. We had our first, our first ever support group meeting in January 15th. So, you know, what, 10 months. Yeah, it's been going on for 10 months. I'm glad you did the maths on that. I was trying to count with my fingers, but you got there. It's November, right? I know. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, about, about 10 months. But can I ask, and I, and I can see you've got your notes there, and we will go through your notes. And oh, don't no, worry. No, it's don't my worry. cheat People, sheet. You can have a cheat sheet. It's fine. Um, now, we talked off air, and I was just explaining to you why I started the podcast. And obviously, um, it's all to do with mental health was, was the key thing that started me into doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then we do touch on mental health throughout the different episodes, depending on who we're talking to. Yeah. So it was really good that you reached out to me after we did the one with Ellen. Um, and it, was, it made me, and I'll be honest with you, okay. it made me smile that oh. we'd actually connected people. Because I don't really, I say I don't care. I do care about the podcast. And I do care how many people are listening and who's listening. But I'm not that infatuated by numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm not infatuated by the fact thousands of people are listening. If we can connect people together like we did with, with you and me and Ellen, um, that to me was more... Um, enjoyable mm-hmm. and, and made me smile more the fact that you know that connection has been made especially the fact it's a mental health connection as well yeah so I just wanted to point out um, so why did you set up the the women's uh, peer what's it sorry what is it the, it's the Phuket women's peer support group I it's, know, it's, long, it's a I long know. one isn't it the Phuket women's peer support or you can group. just say women's support group there we go yeah. there we go so so why did you feel that it needed to be set up and then why did you set it up um, I'm a, an administrator in two Facebook groups, actually. It's a expat women's Facebook groups. And, you know, during COVID, a lot of people, you know, as the administrator, you can see the posts that people want to get approved. So I read all the posts and a lot of them were talking about, you know, they're asking about who should I go to? Who should I talk to? Where can I find this English-speaking psychologist or therapist or counselors or psychiatrists? And um, most of the times, people, they don't really know what to comment. I mean, usually they will just say, oh, go to the hospital. But, you know, it's not really helpful. I mean, yeah, sure, go to the hospital. If you have um, an urgent mental health issue, you should talk to uh, a psychiatrist for that but just you know being um, stressed out and they just want someone to talk to Uh, so we we get that a lot and I saw that trend it wasn't only in the women's group also in the expat groups Um, a lot of men too actually men they were asking and they're trying to reach out and actually several of them were um you know, trigger warning, it's, um, they're suicidal. So they did openly say that they are thinking about self-harming. So they wanted, they were reaching out for help. But, you know, since it's expat groups, you know, people would just... Yeah, you can imagine some of the comments say, on there. Yeah. yeah, so they're like, oh, just go to Patong and have Chang and, you know, all that stuff. Go to Susie Wong's and everything will be all right. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. so... Um, you know, it's disheartening and I feel sad knowing that Phuket is not, there's so many expats here, but we don't really have that um, facilities or resources or the, the people for mental health. I mean, why not? So that's my next question is why not? We have so many expats here. So many. Can I ask that? So you grew up in Indonesia. Yes. Um, did you have any experience during your time in Indonesia growing up before you went to the States with, with mental health? Or was it something that's talked about in Indonesia or not? Not at all. So the, the culture in Indonesia is pretty much the same like the culture in Thailand. So we don't really, they never really taught us about mental health. So we know nothing. And of course, like here or you know, in any places, when you 
talk about depression or something like that, it's, it's, it's a stigma and it's taboo. You know, you don't really talk about it. And if you go, um, if you're looking for a psychologist or a therapist, people might think that, oh, you're crazy. So, yeah, we, we don't talk about it. And I didn't know about this growing up in Indonesia. And I know more about mental health um, when I was in the U.S. So when you was in the Indonesia, you, you growing up there, and you went to school there and mm-hmm. uni- university there as well? No, only until high school. High school. Mm-hmm. And then was it your decision to move over to the States? Yes. And what was that? Why did you make that decision? Uh, I wanted to study in the U.S. Um, you know, if you ask me this maybe 15 years ago, I would say that because I think that U.S. has the best education system, blah, blah, blah. Let me ask you that now. Oh, (laughs) yeah, but but now, you know, just thinking about it, the really main reason was actually, uh, it's quite tough to admit, but my older brother and sister, they went to the U.S., and I'm the youngest, so I felt like, I want to go to the U.S. too. I don't want to be left behind. There's nothing wrong so with that's, that. So that's, yeah. And whereabouts in the U.S. did you go? Uh, the first two years I was in Arkansas. Oh, wow. Believe okay. it or not. Yeah. Jeez. And then I moved to Louisiana. Well, it's... Well, okay. Um, yeah. I was in Louisiana for... So I completed my bachelor's degree in Louisiana State University, LSU. Um, after I graduated, I went to Seattle for a year to work, and then I came back to do my master's at the same place, LSU. And how did you, because I lived in the States as well, for only oh. for a year, but as a very young child, and I hated every minute of it. Um, it was only because it was a very difficult time for mm. me. It was going through puberty, um, so I was 13 at the time. I joined high school, even though I should have been in junior high, mm-hmm. because, the, well, the English schools... English schools were better than the American schools. No, it just so happened that my education was, they felt that it was a year ahead of the American schools. So they thought it was better that I went into the first year of high school. So, because I was only going to be there for a year. So they felt I'd keep my education level up. Mm -hmm. Um, The issue there was, I was a year younger than everyone else in high school. Um, I was a freshman in high school Mm. and I was English with an English accent. Especially that. Yeah, so put all those (laughs) things together... Mm. And it wasn't the most enjoyable time. It was, I found it really, really difficult, really difficult to be there. Um, what was your, because you were a little bit older and obviously university life, did mm-hmm. you enjoy it there? Yes, I did. I do. Yes, I, I love it. Um, even though I, the first two years I was in Arkansas, it's like really in the middle of nowhere. But um, I learned a lot, actually, you know, culture and, and language, too. Um, just, yeah, I, I, I learned more about things that were never taught in Indonesia. I mean, even something as simple like, um, history, like world history. Um, I discovered about classical music while I was in college and I didn't know about that before. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Is just Indonesia not into classical music or not classical but you know traditional indonesian music and yeah, all okay, that yeah yeah cultural not, music yes but not mm-hmm. beethoven and mozart no, and stuff like that wow, no so i discovered mozart in my freshman year and i was like oh my god where have i been where have you been I, exactly indonesia Christy, when you watch bill and ted's excellent adventure you must have had no idea what was going on it's a very in joke that one i i love bill and ted oh, by the way i know bill and ted <laughs> so the, the, enjoy in America, but this was the first time that you then discovered mental health, would you say? Yes. And was that because of the, the school in America and the, 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 your peers? Or what was it about America that kind of highlighted mental health to you? Well, um, interesting. The trigger warning. Um, I experienced trauma. Uh, my first year, my first summer. So I think from there, when you experience something that's traumatic, and at first you didn't really understand, you know, what you're feeling or how to cope with it. Um, I mean, even for me, when it happened to me, I didn't know what to do. I, even at the university, there's no, surprisingly, there's no help. 
for mental health. So maybe because it's in Arkansas, I'm not sure. I don't know. But how this, long ago are we talking about? Ten years ago? Or, no, or? Um, 2001. So yeah, 21. Okay, 21 years ago. Yeah, 21 years ago. So um, yeah, I couldn't find any support or help, and um, and that's that's actually one of the reasons why I moved um, from Arkansas to Louisiana, and in. Louisiana, well, the thing about trauma is that um, when you don't know how to deal with it, you just kind of bury it like really deep inside somewhere. And you would think that, oh, it's, you know, it's going, it will go somewhere and I I don't have to deal with it. I mean, that's what happened with me is that I don't have to deal with it here and now and especially I was on scholarship so I have to maintain 3.5 so I was focusing on that I said okay I you know I gotta maintain 3.5 I want my scholarship I still want to study here and I want to graduate so I just focus on that but I never really addressed my trauma until I was in graduate school and um, I watch a movie and that's um that movie actually inspired me to seek help. Which movie was that? Uh, it obviously wasn't Bill and Ted's bogus journey. I wish sure. it was, but no, no, no. Uh, I forgot. Speak. That's the movie. Speak. Speak. No, yeah, it's uh, it's a small budget. It's not. It's series. Not series, but uh, it's from Lifetime, I believe, in okay. Lifetime Channel. Um, Kristen um, Stewart. Okay, I think that's yeah, yeah. one of her earlier works. Okay. Yeah, Kristen uh, Stewart. Uh, what was it about that, watching that movie, that I, I, I guess the word inspired isn't really the right word to use, but I, I can't, I, yeah, being dyslexic, yeah. I have no idea, so I'm going to use that word. What was it about that movie that inspired you to, to then get help or look for help or deal with the issues that you were going through? Okay. Well, still, trigger warning on. Um... Well, I'm just going to tell you what the trauma is so, I, you know, you don't Absolutely. assume. It's up to you, whatever you want to... I'm not here to... I'm comfortable with talking... Well, after 21 years, I'm comfortable enough to talk about it. I am a rape survivor. Um, so in that movie, it's... <sighs> Kristen Stewart, in that movie, she was raped, right? And she didn't say anything about it for... Um, and she's, like, she's in high school, and she didn't say anything to her friends or her family... So she just kept it to herself, and that rapist is actually her best friend's boyfriend or something like that. I can't remember. So, and one time when she realized that, you know, I have to speak up, that's why I guess the title is Speak. So she started speaking up, and, you know, a lot of people are saying, no, he's a good guy. I don't think he could rape you, and da 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 da, you know. And, but she was just persistent, and she. You know, she fought for her rights to be heard, and that's what inspired me. So, okay, inspired. Well, think, it is. Yeah, yeah. No, that actually works now. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm pleased I got the right word at the yeah, very yeah. start. So yeah, so that inspired me, and I was like, wow. I know it's only a movie, but you know, it's it's very profound for me. So I said, you know, I haven't dealt with this trauma for years, so maybe it's time for me to deal with it now. So, and I did, and I, um, at least at LSU, they have more support in mental health. So I did seek out for help. Um, I uh, met with a therapist and then psychiatrist, psychologist. So, um, and I was diagnosed with, the way they said it was, uh, late onset PTSD. And um, they have support groups. And I did come to one of the support groups for rape survivors it was terrible because I'm a very visual person if someone is telling me a story I would kind of like play it in my mind and you know so hearing the story stories after stories of rape victims it's just it got to me you know and and all of them have the same theme that after that, they got depressed. So all they talk about was depression, depression, antidepressant. And I was like, I'm not depressed. I don't think I am depressed because I don't know what is depression. I think a lot of people don't know what is depression. Mm-hmm. So I was a bit in, in denial. I said, I'm not depressed. I don't need to be in the support group. 
So, you know, that was my first and last going to that support group. And after that, it's just therapy. And, you know, I was prescribed antidepressants, of course, um, because at some point um, the depression was so um, terrible that I have trigger warning again. Um, suicidal ideation, um, never attempts, I don't think so, but, you know, just ideation. So that's, uh, you know, with going through all this experience, I just realized that, oh, so this is mental health. But nobody ever talk about this. Why? Why do I have to know about mental health by going through? You know, why do I need to know about depression by going through depression? Um, I mean, they, they could do more, you know, even in, in, in colleges, especially in colleges and universities, because uh, rape happen a lot, in, at least in um, U.S. universities, but people just don't talk about it. There's no support or help. So that's why, um, yeah, it's just so sad that you have to understand depression by being depressed. But um, what I've learned from it, um, still learning, is that from what happened to my past, in my past, uh, my trauma, is that um, I learn empathy. And this way I can identify people who are in distress better. I could understand better about depression because I've been there. I mean, sometimes I'm still there. You know, I'm, I'm still struggling with it from time to time, but it's manageable because I'm aware that, uh, you know, sometimes I get depressed. I'm aware of that. So it's helped me to manage it because I'm aware so I can control it better. Um, so, and also um, people who are suicidal, I can, like I said, it's that empathy. I learned from that because I went through it. So um, that's why I also made this support group because I felt that empathy and, you know, seeing a lot of people are looking for help. They don't know where to go. You know, this is a foreign country. Um, I was in the U.S. It's a foreign country for me. So I know how it felt without support, without help. And I don't want anybody to go through that alone. You know, I went through it alone. I don't want anybody to go through that alone. That's why I made this award group. I'm sorry, I'm a bit emotional about it. <laughs> you are an amazing person. To sit there and just say all that was brilliant. And I have utmost admiration for you. And especially the fact that you've been through it. And I understand I've not been through what you've been through, but I, we talked off air my own personal issues. Yeah. Um, and, and then sometimes it's strange because I, we've talked about this on the podcast with, with other mental health um, shows that we've done with Russ and I. But this podcast was started because of my depression and looking for something new to do, mm -hmm. trying to find a creative way out, trying to get my brain focused on new things. I, did, I had dance lessons. I had singing lessons. I did a whole stand-up show Ooh. just because I, I wanted to set myself some goals because yeah. I'd done a lot of research into my depression. And like you said, you, you don't understand it until you've been through it. And that, that's, yeah. that's not knocking anyone out there who says, oh, yeah, you know, we, we're there for you, we understand. If you've not been through it and you've not driven in your car with tears rolling down your eyes thinking, I'm going to drive up to that bridge and jump off now because mm -hmm. I've, I'm done, yeah. it, it, it's very difficult for people to understand that unless they've actually been in that situation. Exactly. And I think that um, now I'm welling up, which is not good. Oh. That's not fair. Oh. <laughs> But I think that to, to do this creative stuff that I did and, and really helped me. And look, I'm not fixed in any way. I mean, there was a couple of weeks ago, and Russell will tell you, we had the beautiful uh, Ramsey in, who's one of the most amazing performers and artists on the island. I was having a shit week, a terrible, terrible, terrible week. And after we finished that interview, Russell sat back and we talked for about half an hour, just chatting. He was just asking me about things. And, and, and sometimes you need that, but not everyone can yeah. be there. And yeah. you haven't got, not everyone has support. And I think that was a key thing for me. And I'm rabbiting on a little bit now, but was to try to find where's the support for people in Phuket. And that's, I, I don't know about from the Thai point of view, whether they have support. I'd imagine it isn't a big thing for Thais to go to see a psychiatrist or to go and see a therapist. I don't know. 
because I'm not Thai, but as a Farang or a foreigner living in this country, my options were go to the hospital and speak to a psychiatrist. Yes, that's the only but, option, actually. But how, I, 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 I'm not good at talking to people I don't know. I'm not good at opening up my, to my feelings to anybody, let alone someone I don't know who's probably not from my background, not from my culture. How are they going to understand how I'm feeling? They're exactly. going to look at me, and they possibly won't do this, but in my brain, are they going to look at me, oh, look, he's white, he's okay, he's got money, he'll be fine. You know, and, and I know that sounds really bad, but that's how I was going to view, that's what he's going to look at me. Mm-hmm. He's, or they're going to take my money. Or it's just, I'm going to go to the hospital and all they want is my money because we know we go with a cut. All of a sudden say, have you got insurance? Oh, brilliant. Ching, ching, ching. We're going to yeah. make money out of this person. So not having a support group and not having any, and I didn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. And so when you got here 10 years ago, and then in January you decided to set up this support group, group. Yeah. What was your thinking behind it? Where did you think it was going to go? Um, no idea. Really no idea, to be honest, because uh, I started this without even thinking about it. It's just like spur it's of the, the best, moment. It's the best thing sometimes. It's just I saw there's a need and I said, okay. And I did ask in the women's group in Facebook, I said, do you guys want to have support group and they say yeah 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 a lot of people say yeah 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 but there's no follow through there's no action and they're just saying yeah just i would come if you have one but i said you know it's i had to wait for like more than a month then i said can i swear in this yeah of course you can swear okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry have you not heard the show before I'm we all, go crazy yeah so i said fuck it you know <laughs> brilliant <laughs> fuck it i'm going to start a a support group so I did so that new year and I said okay um, at first I, I just asked them for their opinion and they did give opinion but that's it right and sometimes they're like oh just up to you I'll just follow whatever and I said okay I'll just make the decision I said okay we'll start on a Saturday September uh, January 15th um, I could get a place in endless summer it's um it's a concept shop and cafe it's uh in phuket town yawarat road it's really beautiful i love that place it's have you ever been there i i think i might have heard of it and walked past it whether i've actually been in there i'm not sure oh you should go in there it's beautiful well well yeah for shopping but maybe I, never. I don't mind <laughs> shopping i can shop women's clothing but they're really beautiful. oh yeah that might be the issue then or again. accessories, or, you know, but, but it's just, <laughs> it's a beautiful place. And the owner, Stephanie, she's very generous enough to say, hey, you can use the room, second floor, it's private, it's um, a meeting room, free of charge. And I was like, why? She said, well, because, you know, that's what she's passionate about is, is helping other women. Now, you mentioned earlier that you went to a support group mm-hmm. and you only went once. Yes. So then when you thought to yourself, do you know what, I'm going to set up a support group. Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember that. I said, I didn't like that support group because I'm a visual person. So what can I do to make it different, you know? Everyone um, close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, because... That's a different type of group, I think. Because that, that support group was a group therapy, right? So there's a psychologist or a therapist there guiding. So it's more like group therapy and what I'm doing right now it's peer support so well we do have a counselor um, doing the co-facilitating but it's more of a peer support group so we share our own experiences of how we deal with you know depression anxiety or how to deal with bipolarism so we're just sharing the tips that work for us to other people and maybe that can help so it's not really therapy based. It's just we're talking about our problems and, you know, people would chime in and say, oh, in my experience. But, you know, the, the thing is, it has to be based on their own experience. So we're trying to avoid saying you should, you should have done this, you should have done that. No, it's just from my experience, when I have anxiety, this is what I do. You know, so all the tools and modalities that they learned so we can all learn together. So no, I think that's, that's the difference. That, no, I, I think you're right. I think the key thing is knowing that people have had experience. And, and like I said, from my own personal experience, the thing that helps me most is by setting myself new challenges and new goals. 
Hence why I went to learn hip hop dance. There was another reason for learning hip hop oh, dancing. Well, hip hop. Yeah, someone was lovely as well. Um, <laughs> besides, but hi, Summer. Um, but I wanted to challenge myself and I wanted to come out of my comfort zone. So for me, and this was one thing about setting up the podcast as well. It, was, it wasn't so much as setting myself a new goal, but it was a goal. It was a challenge to do a podcast and to create my own um, creative outlet, let's of say. Course. So I did singing lessons. Singing lessons were scary as you like. I'm in a room with someone I don't know, one-on-one, learning to sing a song. And that was really scary for me. Ooh. But that whole experience was amazing because Pete, who was my instructor, he'd also been through a bad time and he'd come over to Phuket to get away from it and to start teaching and, and just wanted to get away from everything and so we had a we had a vibe you mm-hmm. know it was really good for me to speak to a guy and who had been through it as well who I yeah. didn't know I had no idea who he was and we became friends after that from setting myself some goals but as you said different people have got different things yeah. that work for them yes you know some people do this some people do that and so to have to have that peer group is really good without Mention everyone's names in the group I'm and telling me who they to. are and what they're saying. No. Um, but what kind of issues and traumas are you seeing come up? Um, or not, sorry, come up's the wrong word, that people are trying to deal with. That they're struggling, yeah, with. Um, I have a few people who are struggling with being bipolar. Um, and, you know, before that, I didn't really understand. Well, I don't think I understand what bipolar is, apart from me making a stupid joke about the North and the South mm-hmm. Pole. And I'm not going to do that and talk about penguins and polar bears, because that would be completely belittling this beautiful conversation we're having about mental health. Mm-hmm. However, I have now made that joke, yes, which was bad. <laughs> but <laughs> what is bipolar? Um, you know, they have different types of bipolarism is sometimes when they're high they're high i'm not high as in not drug high yeah drug high but when they're happy they're extremely happy um and sometimes when they're low and depressed when they're they're in that uh, state of depression they're really depressed so it's just like going okay so north there's and south. yes so it's like rather than finding a middle ground to be exactly level. is anyone level though no i don't think so but but for but especially for people with bipolarism, it's really tough. You know, I've never realized that it's really that tough living with bipolarism until I met all these lovely ladies and they share about their struggles with it. And I thought to myself, you guys are amazing, you know? They have to deal with a lot of shit. It's really a lot of shit because it's really difficult to be that in the middle, mm. to be neutral. So either you're really happy and then you would end up spending a lot of money going shopping and just be, you know, wasting all your money. And then the next thing, you're just so depressed, you won't even go out for days. So it's just, imagine that happening to you like almost on a daily basis. It's just draining. So I, I don't know how they do it. I mean, you know, taking medication would help too, but it's just with that constant struggle. It's really tough. So we do have uh, ladies coming in with that. And, you know, by having this, I learned more about it. Because, I, honestly, sure. I didn't really know that much about bipolarism. All I know is just anxiety and depression because that's what I experienced. So it's just learning from each other, too. So that's, I think that's the, the main idea of the support group. And with your group of ladies, kind of age range? Uh, probably I would say late thirties to early fifties. And we have, uh, ladies. The reason why I want to organize this in Phuket town, because it's in the center, right? So we have ladies coming, you know, driving from, um, well, Chiang Tale and from, um, what's the other one? Uh, I don't know, you're pointing with your finger. Bang Tao, I'm oh, sorry. Tao, there <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, Bang Tao area, and then from south in Naihan, Rawai. So everybody from everywhere, every Saturday, you know, every two weeks on Saturday morning. Why are you doing it every two weeks? Every two weeks, And yeah. what sort of numbers are you getting? I have to cap it to eight people. Because of the room size, or just because it's too many people in trying to release their problems? It's, That's a terrible thing to say. I don't mean like that. But I, I guess you, 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 there has to be a limit, surely. Yeah, yeah. Because, well, yeah, the room size for one. And then two, if it's too large, then um, they can't really have the time to talk. And um, also, if it's too large, maybe some women, they get fearful. Yeah. It, because it's 
you know, you are telling your story. You're you're being your authentic self. I hope they're, they're being their You're undressing in front of people you don't know. Exactly. So it's just being vulnerable. It's scary. It, no, it, it, it's really scary. And it's it's scary for women and for men and for kids as mm-hmm. well. And it, it and we once again, we were talking off air and I was mentioning about my trigger that set me off to my depression and my, um, and, and my suicidal thoughts was getting divorced. And it was like everyone would be worried about the lady in the divorce because... And, and I don't mean this, that, but ladies are the weaker sex, and that's not me saying that. That's just how people perceive it sometimes. Society, so let's yeah. go. It's, thank you. Society perceives that if you're in a divorce, it's the woman that gets, you know, we should go and look after her. She must be really sad. The man's off. He must be off cheating on her. He must be doing this. Must be doing that. Yeah. None of that cheating happened in in our. We just we just fell apart, and it mm-hmm. was it was it was a, a not a nasty, horrible, bitter divorce. It was just a divorce. But I lost everything I wanted, which was was a family, of mum, dad, and two kids. You know, that's all I that, that's what I dreamed about growing up was mm-hmm. was having a family, going on family holidays. That was taken away from me, and mm-hmm. that's what set me off. But there was no help for for men at that point. You know, people were worried about the woman yeah. or, or the lady. Society seemed to, and, and this only was seven years ago, I think, or so, there was no help at all. And I think now there is more uh, media and there is more press about mental health for men and more or so some men are coming out. I still think, though, it's really, really low. Yes, I agree. Because there is still that stigma of yeah. me coming out. I don't want, as we mentioned earlier, I don't want to undress in front of anybody. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see it, trust me. <laughs> Literally, you really don't want to see it. Not right now. Yeah. Russell may be, because he's a hunk. But for me, no. But he's not here. No, he's not here, bless him. Um, so to have this support group for women. Now, are there other, any other support groups that you've seen across the island? For mental health, no. But if we're talking about addiction for AA, NA, um, CA, they do have meetings and they really have this um, strong support, at least for AA, because they're everywhere in the world, right? Everybody knows AA. Mm. So for them, they do have this strong support, and they do meetings, I don't know how many times per, day, per week. Yeah. So there's a lot everywhere on the island, you know, up north, south, somewhere, Patong. But for mental health, no. Maybe, I don't know, but if you do a Google search, you can't find anything. Right, because right now people, when you're looking for things, you just go to Google, but you can't find anything. Or if you're on Facebook, you would type in mental health Phuket or Phuket mental health or something. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. So now what there is, a lot of guys. I'll oh, just shut up, get over it, come out and have a beer, and you'll be fine. Because that's what you get told. Yeah. And, that, and I've I've had that, and I've yeah. the, and the other thing I had, and I'll talk about this, and I'm not going to mention who who said it to me because that would be horrible. But I was mentioned about my suicide, and someone was like, "Well, what? you're so selfish." And I looked at yeah. them and said, well, "Why am I selfish? Well, you've got two kids. You're just going to kill yourself, and you're not going to care about them." And that made me feel even worse. Yeah. Not because I felt I was, but I was like, "Oh my God, that's how people think of me. They now think I'm selfish because I wanted to kill myself." Well, that's not a great thing to say to someone yes. when they're suicidal, especially when they're suicidal. It yes. really wasn't, and I, I felt that really kind of. I was really upset by that, by, by that bit of advice. But you, you have to kind of, unfortunately, from a man point of view, filter this advice. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it you have to push away. Yep. You really do. Because even, you know, even my close family don't understand. And it never gets brought up. And it's kind of, oh, you're just sad. Yeah. Yeah. That's so right. I'm really pleased you've set this group up. Um, you've got lots of notes there. And no, you, do you know no, what? No. You've not it's... looked at them once, which yeah, I think I is brilliant. The children' mental health was, was a topic that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had any experience or do you see much of that? Or not just children, but teens? Actually, um, you know, when, when I started the uh, support group, I wrote an article in the Phuket News. Um, it was published in February. So it's talking about why I started this um, women's support group. Right. And well, you know, people, there's a few actually reached out to me. They would email me and it's not actually the first one was a a man. 
and he said, I'm sorry, this is not about a uh, women's support group, but I don't know where else to ask. Mm. Um, he's having problem with his son who is, uh, who has ADHD. So he's just looking for support because he doesn't know. And I said, I'm sorry, but I don't know, but I can find out. So I, I did a lot of digging and, you know, I gave him all the resources and, um, just from there, it's, I just realized, I noticed, because I guess parents don't really talk about this openly, but the more I open up and the more I wrote in the Phuket News or even active on Facebook and, and with the support group, the more people come to me and the more I realize that a lot of the parents here, they are struggling with their children and most of the problems is actually ADHD and we don't have that here. We do have in Vachira Hospital, um, the doctor speaks perfect English, but I think on the island only one or two that I know of because mm. I can look it up. I really have to dig through Google to find them. Even this, uh, this Thai doctor, I really have to use Google Translate and everything just to find this doctor. It doesn't make it easy. Um, no. I know that some of the international schools do have some counsellors yeah. um, as I said we, we, we interviewed Hélène uh, a couple of weeks ago and she works part-time at BIS mm-hmm. uh, BISP I know that the, my school which uh, not my personal school but that my kids school which is KIS in Katu they do have a learning support um, lady I can't remember her name which is a shame and I know that they <laughs> they sent an email and they, they, they were celebrating mental health which I thought was a, a, a bad use of the term celebrate mental health but anyway that's I'm not going to get into that, but at least they were doing something. Maybe celebrate mental well-being. Yeah, it was it was yeah. the, the wrong word to say. Yeah. Let's celebrate mental health day. Yeah. It's like no, let's not celebrate it. Let's discuss it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so there is some help for kids, and I think now, and also, um, Russell brought up earlier, and, and Russell, it's a shame he's not here because he's the smart one of oh. the two of us. I'm afraid oh, you've got the he's idiot. Not here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be really quizzing. I know. Thank like God. Um, but he even brought up that the, the kids are more aware of mental health now as well. And I think the new generation coming up, whatever X, Y, Z, P Z, generation yeah. it is, I don't know or what it is. Z, Z, is it yeah. Z, Z? Yeah. Um, they know about mental health. But I was really worried because I would love to know the effects of mental health from an adult, how that affects the children. So, for example, being my two kids, they have to put up with me. One is an idiot father and a bit of a child brain that I've got and embarrassing them. But two, when I do go through my really dark depression side of things, I'm in a really bad place. Mm-hmm. And they're with me. Yeah. You know, they're with me. And they don't understand what's in my head. And it's, it's made it very difficult. And I, I'm just learning now to explain, especially my older one, Zahara, who's 11. I can actually tell her. I said, look, I'm in a dark place. I've had a bad time. I'm feeling sad it's okay to feel sad. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that was a key thing for me, was explaining it. And then the other day, she came into my room and she says, Daddy, I'm, I'm, I'm really sad. I'm really upset. I don't know what to do. I said, look, it's okay to feel sad. Yeah. I said, is there anything you're sad about? She goes, no, I just feel sad. I said, that's fine. It's absolutely fine to feel sad. It's absolutely fine to t- tear up sometimes. Yeah. It really is, as a kid and as an adult. Now, I'm not sure if all the schools get that support I very much doubt they do I think I'm lucky and privileged enough that my children go to an international school but there's only a handful of those international schools on the island now you work at the university yes I do is there any support at the university for mental health for children Um, or for the children's wrong word for the students students for the Thai students somewhat yes there is um, mental health or even psychologist well that's good but I don't know anything about it because everything, even the, the advertisement or everything, it's in Thai, so I don't really know. I just noticed that during COVID because a lot of people were, a lot of the Thai students, they're having a hard time. So I just knew that, oh, I didn't know we have one here. You know, I, I've worked there for five years and I didn't know. So, and we do have a lot of international students there. We have, um, Let's say almost 200 international students. I didn't know that. Okay, there you go. Ah, there you go. Yeah, so, but we don't have mental health support for the international students. So that's, yeah, that's another thing. So what's your plans? Because you're obviously working full-time. Yes, so I am. So you work full-time at the university. Yes. Doing an amazing job um, from the international side of things. So you, you said, to, what did you... 
International Affairs Officer. It's yeah. a good title. International. It sounds like a diplomat, I think, yeah. a little well, bit. Well, I am. <laughs> the ambassador of the university. Ambassador there you the go. Yeah. What's your plans? Because you're full-time with your job, with the support group. And where do you want to go with it? Or is it just, it's not about taking it anywhere. It's about just having it. Well, like I said earlier, I, it wasn't, I didn't really plan. It just kind of happened, you know, with the support group. And um, I know that things start from small first. And then I would just let it do its own thing. And then it would take its own form and shape and see, see it the, from there. This is where I, I give a good, ana- I don't think an analogy is the right word, but you're like a small acorn that grows into a beautiful oak tree. Ooh. Was that good? Yeah, I we like could that. just finish then. Really, that's what we should just just finish now. Yeah, I like um, that. Let's just finally, before we we run out of time, um, thank you again for reaching out and thank you for taking the time to come on the on the podcast because I really appreciate it. Um, the women's <laughs> let, me, ah. let me get this right. The women's mm-hmm. support Phuket peer oh. group. Oh my Close god! No, no, oh, no, come on! Now I'm feeling bad about it's... myself. I know it's long. It's well, I, I I added the word Phuket just to you know it would show on Google. No, I understand. So, SEO, SEO baby. I like go. it. Yeah, always thinking business. Yeah, so it's a Phuket Women's Peer Support Group, and they meet every other every, yeah, other every Saturday, Saturday in Phuket Town at still at endless summer. Endless summer from ten thirty to twelve thirty. Okay, and and if people want to come, how would they reach out to you? They can email me at um, phuketwomengroup at gmail.com. And what I'll do is, in the, I don't know why I'm pointing down because no one's seeing this, but I'll put all the links in the description as well so people yep. can find it and to reach out to you. Um, well done and thank you very much for what you're doing. I, I hope then from the women's group it can expand into more of a men's group as well and then maybe a, 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 a teen group. Mm-hmm. It'd be great to see all of that on the island, not just for Thais and not just for foreigners, but for everybody. Yeah. Because I think mental health affects everybody. Yes. And yes. even for people to understand mental health a bit more as well. Now, you've mentioned you've got a couple of events that you plan as well. Yeah. Um, last month in October, I organized a mental health talk, uh, October 9th, because October 10th is World Mental Health Day. So Let's I... celebrate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah celebrate. <laughs> so we did celebrate. Uh, we had uh, a really good, I invited three, no, four speakers there. And um, a lot of people actually showed interest, but because of the limited space, I have to cap it too. Um, people from HOMA, they were very generous to let us use their co-working space. It's a nice place. And also gave us actually a discount to stay there. And they even threw in like snacks for break so it's just amazing so what was that place Huma Huma do you know that Huma apartment I've never um, heard of it no yes Huma in Sam Kong yeah they're really famous you should go there really yes the only thing I know about Sam Kong it's got outdoor basketball courts I did a video there once where has it not no oh, oh wait it's, it has that oh, infinity no that's Siray, not Sam Kong Sam yeah, Kong's that? down by Tesco's yes I'm trying to get my head around this yeah uh-huh. okay so Huma. Huma. It's H O M A. It's Homa. a brilliant okay. place. So they were big generous. up Homa. Thank you, Homa, for supporting yeah. and the snacks. Were the snacks good? Oh, I got the gelato. I got the chocolate. Gelato. That's not a snack. That's a whole freaking ice cream. I know. Lucky you. So um, they were generous enough to do that, and I'm going to organize the next one actually because a lot of people actually uh, reached out to me and they asked to organize another one. Okay. So I'm going to have one in December next month, December third. It's going to be on a Saturday too, from 9 a.m. to 12:30. It will be at Head Start International School. Okay, excellent. Yes. And is that free for people to come to? Yes, it's free. It's donation-based. Um, what I'm trying to do is organizing this, and with the donation um, collected, I'm going to use that for the women's support group. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And do you have your speakers lined up for the... I do. Okay. Yes. Do you want to let us know, or is it a secret? No, I can I can tell you. Okay. The the first guy is Kyle Daniels. He's a, a coach with degree in um, psychology. He'll be talking about embodying resilience. Um, I've had it. I, I've had him 
in my support group before that he gave a talk because in the support group sometimes I would invite guest speakers to so I invited him before and you know everybody loved him so I said okay you know you you help this women and I want you to help more people you know to the public so I invited him and the second speaker she's new she just moved from Brunei to here she's from the UK um, Elsa um, she'll be talking about a step-by-step guide or of how to cope with um, everything in life, you know, stress in life. And then we will conclude that with a breath work. So I'm also inviting someone doing breath work at the end, you know, just to kind of conclude that. And of course, we will have Q&A afterwards. So. Excellent. And that's on the 3rd of December. 3rd of December. Down at Head Start International School. Yes. Which is very cool nice of Head Start to do that. Yeah, yeah. Good for them. Cool. Well, look, it's been an absolute pleasure. An absolute pleasure. Just before we wrap up, um, um, just before we wrap up, we always ask this question at the end of the podcast. Okay. Uh, what's on your bucket list? What's on my bucket list? Because um, you've lived here now for 10, ten years. years. Not bucket list in Phuket, right? No, bucket okay. list anywhere. It can okay. be anything. It can be mental health based. It can be where you want to take your women's support group. It can be anything you like paragliding okay you can do that down i know in but it looks very safe expensive <laughs> well i probably won't do it in thailand i, I don't <gasps> know it's what fun. are you trying to say nothing <laughs> wasn't that, i think there was an accident a couple of weeks ago yeah, down there. yeah, yeah so, it puts you off a little bit yeah it's uh paragliding and i want to try um I, i've done um tandem skydiving before and i want to do that again but i want to get like training in that um also hang gliding i want to try well you want to be up in the air don't you i know i'm sorry but yeah you really do but i won't do bungee jumping i'm scared well i'm with you on that i would rather jump out of an airplane and do a bungee jump really yeah i'm not a bungee bungee jump just doesn't appeal to me oh okay i thought i'm no 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 i I, I watched russell do a bungee jump once and i yeah it put me off Mm -hmm. it really put me off Skydiving, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll, do it. well, look, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you once again for reaching out and thank you for coming on and thank you for being so open and honest about your own experiences. And also thank you for doing what you're doing now, which is actually setting up things to help people because it is a very under-supported, I don't mm. know what the right word is, thing, mental health that's happening all around the world. And maybe there is more help in the Western countries, but definitely not in Thailand, that's for sure. Yep. So hopefully with you, with a few other people, We'll get the ball rolling. Yeah, I cool. hope so too. Excellent. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me here. You're very welcome. And if you're interested in the mental health talk number two, which is taking place at Head Start International School on Saturday, the 3rd of December from 9am, then you can email Mila at phuketwomangroup at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. At Jail Shark and Friends. On Twitter, at Phuket Podcast. On Instagram, at Phuket Podcast. But the best place to go is PhuketPodcast.com. The Jail Shark and Friends and Russell Podcast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at Shark13Productions.com.